Today is December 19th. Free agents still flying off the shelf. Our guy Vinny in the rotation. Bucks signed a catcher. Let's break it down. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? How you doing, man? So if you're watching on the YouTube, you already know. But for those of you who are just listening to the audio, you might think it sounds a little bit different. We are in a different location today. Yeah, yeah. So we are sitting here at Swearingen Bats. In Toronto, Ohio. If you guys listen to us throughout the season and everything, um, we were we were reading some ads for Swearingen Bats mm-hmm. and that. Um, great guys here, and as you can see, we got the bats hanging up in the background. The clocks. We're kind of sitting in their in their in the main room of their shop here. Yeah. And um, basically, we're traveling. We're both back home uh, visiting family, and we decided this is Sunday. We're going to get together and we're going to record this thing. And so we're just going to do so somewhere different because last time we did this, <laughs> we yeah. recorded in dad's woodshed. Yeah. He's got that thing pretty full now. <laughs> Not to mention it's freezing cold. Freezing cold. <laughs> Especially since I've been in the South for three months. <laughs> yeah. That's no joke. So we decided that wasn't a good idea. Yeah. The dog's down in the basement. Yep. So we weren't going to set up down there. So Jake sent a text to Mike and said, hey, can we come in and record here? And he's like, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for letting us. Use the space. Um, pretty cool in here, guys. There's some things out of se- scene that you can't hear. We got squints over here. We got Mazeroski's, uh World Series homer picture. Uh, what is that? I think that's just a local uh, a local kid. That's awesome. Yep, just local stuff. All right, we've got Ohio State. I we've- like. Here's one of my here's one of my favorite parts about the shop. I'm not gonna lie. He's got a map hanging up on the wall over here, and all those black dots are everywhere. He's got bats. Okay. So, I mean, he sold bats in in California. It looks like there's one in Mexico. There is one in Mexico. And Uh, what are those? There's like a group of them over there in the Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) I think those are just waiting to be put in place. (laughs) Okay. I was like, I don't know where they're going. He sold those to the Navy shipmen. Some in Canada. (laughs) Some in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying, Alaska. Is that what you're saying? Oh, that's probably just the the thumbtack that's, yeah, that's holding just the holding thing. the poster up. <laughs> <laughs> How do I sound? Yeah, Jake's using a new mic, dude. I just got this for an early Christmas present. Merry today. Christmas! It's pretty sweet, man. I hope it sounds a lot better. Oh, uh, do you see? Yes. Wendy. So wait, let me see if I can get my hand here. Wendy, move my head right there. I think you guys get it on on the. Right anyway, we got we got Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah, so a uh, pretty cool place right here. If you guys are local um, and you know where Toronto, Ohio is, uh, right over on the river, uh, pretty cool place here. Got a lot of cool bats. There's there's bats everywhere, by the way, wrapped yeah. up, just like ready to go. We're trying to set up our camera and everything around the bats, but <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. And the shop's just right back there around the corner. Uh, also really cool, but... There's shirts, um, hats. Yeah, Voot grips. If you're if you're a player and you, and you need a grip, there's Voot grips too. 
Yeah, I, I use them well, all the time. I, I love this. Um, also, if you're a, if you're a businessman and you you love baseball, they also do uh, business card holders as well. They just make them out of extra scrap billets. They have uh, our dad actually puts say, the, does puts dad the do yeah he actually puts the slots in there for the business cards. They and, got him to yep hook it up, huh? Yep. All right. Well, we uh, man, we have a lot to talk about today, and we it's do. more than what we thought we were going to talk about. Yeah. Because as we were driving down here, the Pirates traded for Connor Joe. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, but man, there's a lot of stuff. And we've got to get around the league a little bit. I don't know if I have my timer on this thing or not. Let's hear if we hear it. It's here. Ooh. Ooh. It, yeah. It we have our timer. It starts at two seconds. That's weird. It counts back from two, two, one, z- and then oh, you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You kind of give it a little countdown there. Yep. So I don't know, man. There's a lot here, and I probably am, am leaving stuff out, but let's give it a shot. We may as well. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. Here we go, guys. 60 seconds around the league. All right. Carlos Rodon signs with the Yankees, six years, 162. Carlos Correa signs to the Giants, 13 years, 350 million. Tigers signed Michael Lorenzen for eight and a half and Matt Boyd for 10 million. Dodgers signed Cindergard one year, 13 million. Orioles signed our old friend Adam Frazier for eight million. Mets uh, add Omar Narvaez, a catcher, two years, 15 million. Uh, Royals, Ryan Yarbrough, one year, three million. Red Sox, DFA, Hoy Park, then trade him to Atlanta, Hoy Park. Sox also DFA Eric Hosmer. Kind of surprised me, although it makes sense. Giants DFA'd Miguel Yohore, and he passed through. He's going to AAA for them. Uh, the Giants also signed Sean Manea. Manea? Manea? Two years, 25. Blue Jays signed Chris Bassett, three years, 63. Twins signed Christian Vasquez, three years, 30. Twins signed Joey Gallo, 11. Guardians, Mike Zunino for six. White Sox, Andrew Benintendi, five years, 75. I'm not going to make this. Sean Murphy traded to the Braves in a three-team deal. Cubs signed Dansby Swanson. Seven years, 177. What are the Braves going to do? Dodgers signed J.D. Martinez for $10 million. And Red Sox, I uh, just saw signed Justin Turner. And I don't know what the terms of that one is because it just happened. But holy moly. Yeah, that's a lot. So like some of the ones that kind of stick out to me, the Braves went out and they got this. They got uh, the deal with Sean Murphy, which was mm-hmm. wild. Three teams. And man, I got to say, we said a couple weeks ago, that the Sean Murphy trade may be important to like what happens with the Brian Reynolds trade. Right. Do yeah. we still think that? I, I I don't. It was that was a crazy just tra- that was that was a lot of moving pieces. I don't think you're gonna see that many moving pieces in a Brian Reynolds deal. No, I well, it's not only that, because I don't even I don't even care how many moving pieces there are or how many uh how many teams are involved. To me, they really did not like. It sounded like they were going to get a big return, and they did not get. A, a, I don't think they got a good. I don't know these names. So to be fair, right? I'm not right. up on everybody else's prospects unless they're Bobby Witt Jr. You know what I'm saying? Right. But right. I mean, these names. Where's this at right here? A's get Kyle Muller, Freddie Tarnock, Royber Salinas, and Manny Pena from the Braves, and Estuary Ruiz from the Brewers. How will the Brewers get involved in this? That's all they gave up. Well, they got they got Contreras. They got well, yeah, but that's all they gave up, right? Yeah. They didn't give anybody to The Braves only got Sean Murphy in this. The Brewers give one player to the A's, and the Brewers get William Contreras and Justin Yeager from the Braves and Joel yeah, Payampa, Payamp yeah. sure. from the A's. Yeah, that's a, it, uh, the How whole, did the Brewers get involved with this give up one player and get 3? Including William Inclu- Contreras, yeah, who just hit 20 home runs. Good, yeah. I, I don't even think the Braves got better on this. They 
I, I don't understand. Uh, I don't know about that. Sean Murphy, defensively, I, Contreras can hit, but I don't know that the def, that the defensive number. I mean, Sean Murphy's borderline elite. I get it, but I'm pretty sure it's like JT Realmuto, Sean Murphy, and then the rest of the league under that. You know what I'm saying? As far as catch the catching position goes, so I, I get that. But then the Braves turn around and lose out on Dansby Swanson. And I got to tell you, this shortstop thing, Carlos Cray was never going back to Minnesota. No. It was just no. wasn't going to happen. No. The whole reason he opted out was because it was never going to – he knew he was going to opt out of that thing when they signed it. Right. It just felt weird. But Dansby Swanson and Xander Bogarts leaving their teams, to me, are the – and we knew Trey Turner was not going to stay on the West Coast. We thought. Right. We knew. Right. Anyway, we thought we knew. But those two guys leaving their teams, I felt like are a big deal. Swanson came onto the scene. Like, he broke out the last two years mm-hmm. and really looked like a special shortstop. And Xander Bogarts is all Red Sox, the face of the franchise. And the fact that they did what they did with him, those guys are not happy at all. Right. The fans, right. you you think we're mad. <laughs> well, we are mad. Yeah, absolutely. They're right. mad, too. Yeah. We'll say it that way. They're yeah. mad, too. I don't know. Anything else there? Justin Turner should have went back to the Dodgers, too. I don't like that. I just think when you're that old, you guys should have worked something out. Because now, when he retires and he doesn't retire as a Dodger, he's done. Well, you know, I I kind of agree with you, but on the other hand, it's not like he's a Hall of Famer. No, but but when you're on a team, if you're a Hall of Famer, it doesn't matter. You wear the hat of the Dodgers and everything's happy. But when you're not a Hall of Famer, if you want to be involved with that team beyond your career, you got to finish it there. Actually, you know what? Know. That's not true. Neil Walker's Neil right. Walker's hanging out in right. the booth with us, so right. I guess that's fair enough. That's fair enough, and Neil Walker will always be loved here, and absolutely, and and you know, just like that. But like you, you know, you just think about that. You should you should finish it out there. But I guess that's fair. Other than that, I don't know who who others notable here. Mike Zunino, Christian Vasquez, um, Omar Narvaez are the catchers that kind of dropped off the board. Which I yeah. thought when I was preparing for this week that was going to be super important until a couple days ago. And let's go ahead and get into the Pirates signings yeah. uh, and trades, uh, which we just said. <laughs> so a couple days ago, it was Austin Hedges yeah. brought in. And man, should we do this in chronological order just because of the idea of the way that we as Pirate fans kind of perceive these things? Let's talk about last week we made a note of, of Vince Velasquez. And you know what? Now that I have this set up the way it is, I think I still have the Vince Velasquez uh, media card here. Nope, it's Harley and Garcia, so never mind. Uh, that was going to be enough to just see what was going on. And now our, our timer's back. <laughs> so I, I also have never ran uh, never ran this on my Surface. It's always on my desktop. So it's we're all over the place here, but we're fine with that. This is fun. Yeah. So anyway, Vince Velasquez, we talked about him being brought in, and this past week the Pirates put out their official announcement that they've acquired or signed our guy Vinny <laughs> alongside a hype video. Now, last week also, uh, we talked about him as a starter, him as a reliever, all of those things. And they came out pretty clear saying he's going to be part of our, and what they called starting group. And I didn't, I didn't, that was the thing I was afraid of, right? Right. We were both were. And so it comes out, and now I made I made points on social media, as you guys know. Uh, actually, Gary called me out on the Pirates fan forum this week for being on my soapbox. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> Gary also is on his soap. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, because I really thought, hearing the phrase starting group, mm-hmm. 
is the part that kind of took me in saying he's going to get an opportunity to start. Yeah. And what you hope to get out of him is Tyler Anderson, Jose Quintana, a guy who has got stuff. For me, it's more like Tyler Anderson because I see his success being closer to that, which is like, eh. Jose Quintana was a very good starting pitcher yeah. and became very good again here. Tyler Anderson was a good starting pitcher who also became good again. Mm-hmm. And now he's really good <laughs> after he went to L.A. Yeah. But, like, it yeah. went worse when he went to Seattle. It really He didn't really, really get good until he went to L.A. Right. But there was something here that he credits that happening here, too, um, as does Quintana, that something here is fixing him. So if you can do that with Vince Velasquez, great. But <laughs> I still think the opportunities, if he comes out in spring and is awful, they're not going to just put him in the rotation right. just because they made a hype video, which was distasteful, guys. It was distasteful. I didn't like it. No. I didn't like a hype video, our guy Vinny, for a guy that everybody's kind of questioning, like, why are you even signing to begin with? There is some sort of, well, when we were talking about earlier, and Katie said, yeah, there's a disconnect between the marketing team, which she's in marketing, so this is why this is her comment, right? <laughs> Their marketing team and the guys who actually signed them. Right. And I don't know if that's it, but there's at least a disconnect between the Pirates and the fans. And we've been talking about that week after week after week with... Yeah. Everything, even going back to FanFest, PirateFest. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think, if you, listen, I don't even hate the hype video. It's pretty cool. (laughs) But if you were going to do that, I would have expected it to happen with all of them. Right. So when Harleen Garcia gets gets announced, which, what the heck's going on? Why is it taking so long? When he gets announced, is there going to be a hype video? We've already talked about, uh, we've already talked about, Choi, we've talked about Santana. Santana, they did the press conference and the whole thing. You didn't have a hype video for him? Right. Is this just something this like, hey, a... when Santana was signed, I'm like, we should have done this. Yeah. Well, let's just do it with everyone. <laughs> let's do it with the next guy. Yeah. When I mean, you're talking about a guy who's like established. Yeah. Which I still don't, I mean, he's still at the end, you know, towards the end of his career. Sure, and he's not going to be like a, right. We understand what he is. Yeah. But he isn't, he is an established major leaguer. I still think Vince Velasquez is a major league pitcher. It's not like I think this is a, you know, wasted, whatever. I just would have rather seen him in the bullpen. I think he could have given us more value in the bullpen. Yeah. But he's going to get an opportunity, and I'm going to keep it at that because I'm holding out hope that if they go into spring and he's terrible, that they try something else. Yeah. But there's also the thought that, like, if he does and they still feel like they can fix him, he's going to have to pitch in order to fix him. Right. So maybe, maybe, it, it, maybe he is a lock. I think from here on out, we will consider him a lock unless something changes in the spring. If nothing, here's what I will say, and I'll get your two cents on this, obviously. (laughs) If nothing happens between now and middle of spring training, let's say, and no one, he's just meh, but everybody else is meh. He's in the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. But if he's meh and it's like the young guys, Priester, Burroughs, even Ovi, uh, even even Ortiz, who we've said before, he's not going to start in in MLB opening day. Luis Ortiz will not be in the rotation. It's not going to happen, right? You're looking at me like, eh. yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, I, it, it, it depends for me. I think things, he gets things could happen to where it could happen. It, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Okay, but it's it's also kind of a long. Shot. I think that this year is the same thing that we saw out of Roanzi last year. They're going to be very careful with innings with how much they use him, how often they use him. They're, he's going to 
when he comes up, he'll be here for a while, and then he'll get sent down for an extended time. And you're going to look for his stats in AAA, and you're going to be like, why, why isn't he pitching? Is he hurt? Well, no, they're just trying to limit him. They're trying to be careful. And to be honest with you, it worked with Rowanzi. Uh, those numbers are great. Mm-hmm. And we even saw where he struggled. You know, the the I'm in a jam, I, you know what I mean, whatever, I'm, I got to put guys away, you know, those types of things. But everything was good. And I think that no overexposure, things like that, uh, those are the types of things I, I just think that you're going to look for out of Ortiz, and I think what they're going to look for out of his season. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, just trying to think my way through all of this because uh, we have a note here to go over all that, but I, don't, I didn't know if we were going to go there right now or not, but I don't really <laughs> care. I'm letting. Usually I have like this thing with all of our yep. notes, and I have it spelled out when we're going to talk about things. And this is like, I scribbled some things on little pieces <laughs> of paper. No, uh, that's maybe an inside joke. Maybe you guys know who Brack is, but <laughs> eek, 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 eek. anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. Uh, but when you look at this, uh, it, it, it's, it's JT Brubaker, it's Mitch Keller, it's Rowanzi Contreras. This is not in order. It's Vince Velasquez. It's, uh, Johan Oviedo. It's Luis Ortiz, Bryce Wilson, and Zach Thompson right now. That's assuming Bryce Wilson stays on this roster. Right. Um, I would say that's the extent of it as far as those guys leaving. I, Bryce Wilson is the only one out of this group I see being DFA'd. I know that you probably would be on Thompson, but the thing is, is Thompson has done it before in the major leagues. He's been fine, and he still has three options, and I just think that he's a valuable guy to have. Yeah. Injuries go down. He's depth. Bryce Wilson, on the other hand, is running out of options or out of them, one or the other. I, I just don't see him. Plus, I I believe more in Thompson, believe it or not, the 29-year-old than I do the 24-year-old. But anyway, but you also <laughs> have eventually Priester Burroughs and maybe Cody Bolton that are like possibly, and, and maybe more that I just don't have written down. But um, that's a huge, that's what I call a starting group. Yeah. The rotation is the best five out of those, with or, exception of young six. guys. Or six, but you know, Early season, you really don't even need five. You can really run with a four-man rotation at the beginning of the season, which, you know, I maybe they don't do because they're also limiting innings. Maybe right. it's a better idea to right. go ahead and just use five and give guys extra days off. I think that's probably the way to go. Um, but because uh, I could be careful with all these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Every, yeah. Even Mitch Keller, I could be careful with him and JT Brubaker even. I could just be careful with all of them. But I don't know, man. Um, I'm looking for the time here. looks like we're 20 minutes in. Oh, right up there. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, Vince Velasquez is going to be in the starting group. And while that's unfortunate, I'm also looking at the free agent list and I'm just not seeing, I mean, we just, we just went down through a list of guys on one year deals and I'm not, I'm not insinuating that the pirates were in on any of these guys, but like Cindergaard, Lorenzen, Matt Boyd, Ryan Yarbrough, which had a really struggling year. Then we and just signed for three million. He's a lefty. I kind of thought that would be the type of guy the Pirates would have targeted because of the you know the cheaper three million deal. But uh, I thought there was one more in here. I guess that's really it. But like, well, we saw Smiley on Smiley the way in that you, you didn't write down. Yeah, Smiley is close to another deal with the Cubs. Yeah, uh, which he was another one I thought would have been decent because. He's a left-hander, which is the Yarborough thing. But even like just looking at these numbers, Matt Boyd's a lefty. He went for ten million um, to go back to Detroit. Uh, eight and a half for Michael Lorenzen, who I mean, when's the last time Michael Lorenzen was was really good? 
uh, $13 million for Cindergard, who struggled a bit. So, like, once again, and we talked about it before, what's-his-name got $10 million with the Orioles? Uh, Kyle Gibson and the Pirates mm-hmm. were looking at them. I really think the Pirates were not – when they said we're going to sign a couple starters, they didn't think they was going to have to pay $10 million for them. Right. Yeah, I, I totally didn't – I I agree with that. They, they, they didn't – they didn't see the market going up as high as quite as I think they that it did. Yeah, I mean that's it. And I think getting Velasquez on what three three point one million something like that, which is why I thought he was a bullpen guy <laughs> because it's three million. I didn't yeah. think you could get a starter. I mean, we just said you know Yarborough too, but I mean, listen, this is a guy who hopefully you can turn something around and get something in return. I mean, we got Johan Oviedo. Was he in the trade? Yeah, Johan Oviedo. And and Malcolm Nunez for Quintana. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Tyler Anderson deal didn't – it doesn't look as good. But the thing is, is if you could get something like that, just something in return, you just never know when it's going to hit. Jack Sawinski was not a big piece of the trade that he came over in. And, I, I mean, if you would have told me he was going to hit about 20 home runs in his rookie year before he ever went to AAA, I'd have been like, ah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that Jack Sawinski is going to be – Great. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you're not going to know that yet. He's barely put in any time. So, you know, we're still, it's still there. He definitely has major league power. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. We know that. If he can go in there and play part time for you, which is what he did last year, and hit about 20 home runs, that's a valuable piece. Absolutely. I mean, we talked about, uh, you know, last year with the Dodgers, Trace Thompson made a huge impact on that team. He was there for 300 and some at bats. And they just got good at the right time, mm-hmm. which is what the Dodgers do so well. They're so deep, and they get the most out of the players, and they play them when they're hot, and they they ride it. it. You look at the overall season of a guy, and you might be like, "We wasn't that good," and it's like, "Ah, but for two months, he helped <laughs> them win a lot of ball games." You know yeah. what I mean? And that's when they played the. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, the thing is, our guy Vinny and the hype video just felt too much. If this is a guy. Yeah. That all you're trying to do is flip them, which essentially is all you're trying to do. I just felt like that was that that to me is what will make this signing worse. Yeah. If he goes into the rotation, struggles, goes into the bullpen, and we some we see some decent numbers in the back half of the season out of the bullpen, and we say, okay, we tried this, it didn't work, but this did seems like it worked. Let's see if we can bring him back, or maybe not. Maybe he just turns this into you know, something better for him. Oh my gosh. See, this table's loud. It's all this thing. We're going to, you know, we're sorry for the noises. This is definitely not, uh, definitely not our normal setup. So, but anyway, I, yeah, it's, it's not, it's off putting for me. Yeah. Uh, it's just overboard. Yeah. Now I'm going to make noise and take a drink. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't think we're getting hype about paying $3 million for somebody. No. Well, you, no. Yeah. I mean, he's getting paid $3 million, which is nothing. In today's game. Nothing. We're going to talk so about we're, we're more not nothing get, contracts. We're here. not going to get hyped over a $3 million signing. It's- what do you have to do to put together a video like that and feel really good? What is it? What is it to you that warrants that? Okay, so obviously doesn't look like it's going to happen <laughs> right now. But like <laughs> that would be like a we just extended Brian Reynolds. Yeah. Or, I mean, man, even if you would have went out and signed Jock Peterson... Yeah, I could see. Well, but it depends. Are you signing him to a one-year deal? That's true. Yeah. Because if you're signing him to a one-year deal, you I gotta, just don't know. You got to be three years. I think you got to be at least three years into a, like committing for three years. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, I, I'm I'm here for that. I guess, 
maybe maybe two if it's a real if it's a real impact. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of of some of the guys that we've had at certain times and what they meant and and if they just spent two years here. It would have been for me. You you could warrant that if it was bringing AJ Burnett back Bring after it. after he did what he did for us, and then when we brought him back, said yeah. our guy's back, Andrew McCutcheon. If you yeah, have, if you bring Andrew McCutcheon in on a one year deal, I'll let you do that. Absolutely, on a one year deal, I'll let you do that. Yes. <laughs> yep. You hear that, Bob? <laughs> Dang it, Bobby! I don't have that clip. It's on my. It's on your. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Like I'll, I'll forgive just, you I'll this just, time. I'll I'll just say it. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so let's move that into because uh, we're just going to keep moving here. Mm-hmm. Let's move that into Austin Hedges. Mm-hmm. This is a, another you know inexpensive five million dollar contract. Which, by the way, guys, that's not a lot. I don't care what our budget is. Right, five million dollars in Major League Baseball is cheap. Mm-hmm. These teams are making so much money. If we're going to, in one breath, say that we believe the Pirates should be spending 80 to 120 million, or even let's just beg for 80 to 100 million. <laughs> if we are in one breath going to say they should be spending 80 to 100 million, then 5 million is a bargain. Yeah. It's a, it's a guy who might hit 200. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, that's what you're getting here. So if you're, if you're coming in with the comments saying he's a 200 hitter and he stinks. I tweeted it out earlier this week, and I'm going to stand by it. You do not fix a lineup with a catcher, period. If you get offense out of a catcher, it is a bonus. You, If you want to say, well, you signed Austin Hedges, that's great. He's going to be terrible for this offense. If the offense didn't need fixed at this point when the only real hole we have is a catcher, meaning we had zero players to play the position, <laughs> then it's not the catching position's fault. And it's certainly not the catching position's spot to fix the offense when catchers right now are terrible. Like we said, JT Real Muto, Sean Murphy, 50 feet of crap, and the rest of the catching class. That's not necessarily mm, true. Yeah. But I'm just making the point. Because, I mean, Christian Vasquez is a, is, a, is a good hitter. There are other hitters out there. The Pirates have made it clear, not by saying anything, of course, but just by the guys that they've had here, that they want defense first. Yeah, at the catching position. At the catching position. It's, right. That's what's important. Right. And my goodness, I don't mind it when you think back at guys like Rob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you when you look at, I mean, Stallings, light hitter, defensive first catcher, who had a nice offense season his last year with us. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in Roberto Perez, who is like, yeah, if he stays healthy, he might be able to hit, run into some, but he's a light hitter. He was always a light hitter. He was the guy in Cleveland who played when Jan Gomes got a day off mm-hmm. or who caught their ace. Yeah. That was more like it, right? He caught their ace. Jan Gomes provided the offense for the rest of the guys. And Roberto Perez came in. How long was he on the roster? 21 games? And our, our pitchers still talk about him. Mm-hmm. They still talk about how much they like him how much they would like to see him back. I'm sorry. That's value out of a catcher for me. Yeah, absolutely. I would give him another $5 million and I would, and I would run with Austin Hedges and Roberto Perez knowing they're going to split time because both of them are great defensively. And not only that, but you think Ben Sherrington, maybe a little hat tip to Cleveland. He signed Roberto Perez from Cleveland. Now Austin Hedges was in Cleveland. He signs them. Why is that? Maybe because they have a great pitching staff there. These guys are important to the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. And Austin Hedges is no 
slouch on defense. I mean, the numbers are there. And I, I, I have a couple of them up here. I think I have one of these that kind of calls out some of his. Um, yeah, Jason Mackey's tweet here, just to give him the credit on this. Um, he looked up some numbers here. 75. That's defensive runs saved since 2015. That is the most among catchers. Not like most in a certain, like that's it. That's the most. 18 career passed balls. And he says that's nuts. And that is nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 64.7 is his framings runs saved since 15. And that is third most among catchers during that span. Assuming JT Remuto is at the top of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then uh, 578 career OPS, it's not good. Okay, guys, listen, here's the thing. Austin Hedges can't hit. <laughs> <laughs> no can't. one's saying he can. I mean, I question sometimes the DH rule. Can we let the pitcher hit and maybe hit? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think there's a little bit. I've heard. I've seen some people say there's like he'll run into some home runs. So if that's the case, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't have his numbers right here. I did look them up. I had some stuff. Uh, before all of this thing came together, mm-hmm. um, I was I was looking some things up, but I didn't put anything together because of it. Um, the thing is, though, is it is no question that this is an elite defender. Yeah, one of the top three in Major League Baseball right now. I know he can't hit. I'm not trying to say he can hit. I'm not trying to say he's going to be great for this offense. But there is that one thing about the fact that there's probably only two catchers better than him. Catchers, just as catching the ball. Not hitting, but catching (laughs) the ball. And so to say that this is junk is like, well, if we signed him for $10 million and did a hype video, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of value that comes from Austin Hedges. I would pay $5 million for just his defense. Yeah. Which is what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean... You just look at the if you look at it like that and don't worry about offense. I mean, it's like like you said, you're not trying to fix the offense with a catcher 98% of the time. Right. Because there's only two percent of catchers probably in the past 20 years that fixes your offense. Yeah, or even gives you like even gives you an upside. I mean, we we hit with two that were very good defensively and gave us offensive production, and that was Russell Martin and Francisco Cervelli. Mm-hmm. And Cervelli, not even the entire time, but there was a solid, right? Uh, there was a solid time there where he was, you know, a good hitter and uh, and you know productive. And Stallings had an okay year. The, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, he had some he had some upside that showed up at different times. Mm-hmm. So yes, that is not his thing though, as you saw in his numbers last year in his first year in Miami. It was much like the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean we don't like Jacob Stallings. He still gave us a lot. I mean, the fact that the way that he works with pitching and, I mean, that season when he just didn't have a pass ball. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And that kind of stuff holds a lot of weight mm-hmm. and carries value into a contract. I, I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say. Like, that's just the way that it is. Yeah. It's, it's not like we forked out. A crap ton of money for this guy. And I think that's the thing that I need to keep going back to in my head when I say, but man, this can't, it can't be him and Heineman. No. Which, by the way, Tyler Heineman brought back in on a minor league deal. I didn't say that one. That is all of them, though, that we have. Uh, Tyler Heineman, minor league deal. So there's depth there. I mean, we saw Heineman. Heineman was that guy that we were like, it's just, it's not as bad as the other guys we've seen this year. <laughs> I get this yeah. something there. I don't know. Like, it, but you don't want him on the major league roster, which is why there has to be another one. Yeah. The catching position still needs one more player. 
And if Austin Hedges can split time with someone and he can catch a guy like Mitch Keller and Rowanzi Contreras, and maybe the next guy has a little better offensive and he can go with the rest of the guys. Yeah. Or maybe it's Roberto Perez and you just kind of figure that out. Either way, if Andy and or Davis make their way to this team while Austin Hedges is still here, he's very good for them. Yeah. Because the only thing we're worried about with those kind of guys is how well they'll catch. Mm-hmm. At least I think. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I think you're pretty confident in their progression as hitters. Some people doubt Davis a little bit. Um, some people say that those people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to just watch it play out, guys. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. The catching position is very interesting to me, and I think that Austin Hedges is a is a. I'm having a hard time. You want to do it? <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a decent signing. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say good. And I had a really hard time <laughs> saying it. I had a hard time saying it. Yeah. Is it acceptable? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent acceptable. Yeah. It just has to come with another one. Yeah. That's my big thing. It just, just has not, to come with not, another one. I'm just not hyped about it. I'm not hyped about it. And and hopefully we don't make a hype video for this one as well. I would rather see one for Here's this one. Here's the thing. If they do a hype video for Austin Hedges, he can't hit in that hype video. Right. There can't be like a, a gotta, clip of him hitting a home run. people out, yeah. tagging people, framing pitches. That one that the guy threw like a 50-foot breaking ball in the dirt and struck the guy out, and he had to go chase it down and throw it like 156 miles an hour to first base. <laughs> that was a nice play. Yeah. Although the funny part about that is him walking back to home like, man, I should have I caught that ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. listen, uh, Austin Hedges is fine. He's fine. Let's not. I think that the fact that we're getting confused of, oh, he hit 200, and I'm already mad. <laughs> So, yeah. Austin Hedges, you're the guy today. And the other thing, I mean, Vince Velasquez, too, just to say that. I mean, we're mad at him, and it's like, nah. Yeah, Unless mean, it's I, part of the contract, to be like, I'll sign, but you need to make a hype video. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine an agent no, putting that on the table? I could not imagine that. I'd like a hype video. I want a press conference like Carlos had. We won't do that. I guess we'll make a video for you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Listen. We're doing our best to try to figure this out along with you guys. Mm-hmm. This is not anything where we're – I have the same access to the same information you do mm-hmm. on Twitter and baseball reference and fan graphs and all the things. So we traded for Connor Joe. Welcome back, action. I guess. Um, he was with the Pirates. We drafted him. 2014? 14, I think is what we read. He was traded in 2017 to the Braves. Bounced around a lot. Um, uh, went through cancer. Yeah, I didn't even know that till tonight. Much like, uh, much like James and Tyone, and then made his way to the show. Cool story. Also, uh, from the pulse of what I'm getting on Twitter from from pirate fans is that I've heard of him. Yay! And I'm like, how can you be uh, like cheering <laughs> about this, but mad about Austin Hedges? Eh, right. Because yeah. there's not much there. No. He there. He had a he had a a fine. 300 ABs in 21 with the Rockies. Mm -hmm. His home and road splits are bad, which, by the way, that's always true of guys in Colorado. But I'm telling you right now, half of that is because of Colorado. Yeah. When you're used to hitting there, you tend to struggle on the road. It's not just, well, he sucks, but he's playing in Colorado. Like, they do a lot of (laughs) things to try to counter that. Yeah. Not to mention that outfield is huge, which actually helps you because there's so much ground to cover that you get a lot of like bloopers that you wouldn't get somewhere else. Right. So 
maybe some extra bases too that you wouldn't get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So those types of things, they help. But it also hurts when you go on the road and you're used to doing something that doesn't work anymore. Right. So I think there's some truth to that. But I definitely also think that playing in Colorado helps you a lot. Yeah. More than it hurts sure. you on the road. But I think that you can kind of even those things out. And you kind of get what uh, an idea of what kind of production you might be able to get from a player. Now, Connor Joe in this in this case, um, I mean, he's still a new major leaguer. Mm-hmm. So there's still, you know, I know the age thing doesn't really hit me there as like a new major leaguer, but it's a lot like Zach Thompson where they just were there late. And, you know, do you, do you blame him? I mean, you know, I don't know. Is there <laughs> still development to have even though they're on a different type of uh, – Path. Path. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, for sure there's more development. There there has to be. You're developing your entire career in Major League Baseball. But but to, to, to see what you're saying, like, yeah, I mean, he's a little bit older for a newbie. But, I mean, I don't know. The, the journeymen sometimes just, they land in a spot and they figure something out. It's it's all about like ooh, let's go here and try it here. Let's go here and try it here. Maybe our guy will say something. Our guy. Clicks. Our guy. Our you mean Vince, Vince, Vince Velasquez, Velasquez is going to say something to yeah. you? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you know what I'm saying. Like maybe the hitting coach makes one little tweak that just unlocks a ton of potential. You just don't know. But am I excited that we traded for Connor Joe? Absolutely not. Do do I am I upset that we traded for Connor Joe? Absolutely not. The like thing, it's just a little bit of a depth piece. Right, it's a depth piece. It's it's possibly and maybe this is a little bit of wishful thinking, but it's possibly something to say Miguel Andujar, you need to make sure that you step up because you're not just giving this right-handed outfielder yeah. a job. Yeah. And, you know, there's other guys. There's other, you know, there's an impact. You get 26 guys. That's it. Mm-hmm. You get 13 position players, 11. Yeah. Two catchers, 11 position players. We're starting to narrow it down here. You can balance that however you want, six and five with infielders and, you know, seven and four, however you want to do that, which looking at our roster, I would have thought seven and four the whole time. And now I'm like, maybe it's six and five. And is Marcano considered an outfielder or an infielder? Because I consider him still an infielder. Right. Who's playing some outfield. Jihuan Bay, I consider an infielder who's playing some outfield until they make that move entirely. Right. Uh, we don't know. I mean, right now, pencil it in. You hear the compressor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's coming through on the mic, the, <laughs> the air compressor back there. But I don't know. Uh, you know, pencil in right now, Rodolfo Castro. We really want to see... What's there? Yeah. Is this guy an all-star or is he going to be pushed out of the way by one of these other guys? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. We thought maybe at the beginning of last year, Jose Castillo had a shot to become something. And now I'm starting to wonder if he's not one of the odd guys left out this year. Right. I tell you what, though, in my in my personal opinion, if, if somebody like that is going to end up being left out, we need to flip him, like package him in a deal to bring somebody else in. Yeah, if there's something like but right now, pitcher, but right now, right yeah, but right now I don't know that 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 Castillo, that Diego Castillo is the guy to really make something happen. He's down right, right now because no, of how he finished the the year. I'm not saying go out there and start trading these guys. I'm yeah. just saying if if you're trying to get somebody, I I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Diego Castillo Oh, get packaged into a deal. Yeah, you're going to have to at some point because yeah, eventually Pagaro's coming all. up. Yeah, and we can't keep them all. This will be Pagaro's third season, right? No, he was added before last year. So Pagaro's got to be up by 25, period. Mm-hmm. He'll be out of options. Nick Gonzalez is coming. 
Key Brian Hayes is locked in for a while, and and O'Neill Cruz, as of right now, is the shortstop, and you're not going to move him right. until you're ready to move him. And then you need a shortstop. And so these guys that are coming up, they've got I mean, somebody's somebody's got to go. So they're mm-hmm. going to have to figure this stuff out. And that's why they play games. Yeah. And that's why 23 is not going to be great because we're still figuring these things out. The chances of all these guys coming up and, and Jack Sawinski figures it out and he solidifies himself and he hits 25 jacks and he actually hits like 230, which in today's game would be okay. If he's in 25 homers at 230, if his on base is up, then that's actually okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's an all-star, but that's okay. And Reynolds plays the whole year. And one of these other guys figure it out in right or left field. And Key starts showing up offensively. And O'Neill figures it out. Castro ends up being better than we thought and hits 20 home runs himself. Yeah. And then this first base, which I actually am just not worried about. I just think there's just a couple professional hitters over there who at some point, if a Shelton can figure out how to use them right, Right. will get something out of them. Right. And then the DH spot. And the DH spot. And I'm just saying, it's unlikely that all of those spots hit and we end up with 75, 80 wins. Right. It's just unlikely. Not to mention the pitching staff stays healthy. All of that is unlikely, which means 23 could be another doozy. But I still think that there's so much more going into this season to watch for, that there's at least a lot more interest. And I think that maybe bringing in these types of guys like Connor Joe and Austin Hedges and all that stuff just kind of gets you to that point yeah, where the interest becomes, I mean, worst case scenario, Rodolfo Castro strikes out 40% of the time. Key Brian Hayes continues to be what he's been with no growth and battles and injury. O'Neill Cruz makes 60 errors. The two first basemen end up Yoshi in it on us. And the outfield just looks the same as it did last year and Reynolds gets traded in April. That's worst case scenario, right? Right. So maybe 150 losses? I don't know. <laughs> like, what What do you want? <sighs> I don't know. So here's the thing. Austin Hedges, that's a meh. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad about it. I think it's like, yeah, he's, I mean, he'll do good for our pitchers. Mm-hmm. The makeup of our team, which is what we need, but the makeup of our team, we also need offense, and I get it. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like if you're ticked off at Bob Nutting because he didn't go out and sign the guy you thought you wanted him to get, which, by the way, probably only adds two wins anyway, I, I just there's a lot there's a lot to be done. Our offense is going to get fixed when these guys take take steps forward, and that, that and that's it right now. That's it. That's right it now. right now. Right now, and that and we're calling that as not like what it should be necessarily, right. but what it is. Right. And I mean, you know, we've we've said this, and we haven't been saying it this off season because you know, other than joking around, I'd much rather have Andrew McCutcheon than Andujar and Connor Joe. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. No. They have shown us nothing to make us believe that they're going to do that. Does that mean I'm no longer a Pirates fan? No. No. Does that mean I'm going to stop talking about him? I literally had somebody on Twitter when I tweeted about Austin Hedges and said that quote, you don't fix a lineup with a catcher. We ha- we're going to have to let some of his offense go to get that defense because right now we have a very young pitching staff. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you guys, as if you don't know this, because all of you know it, it doesn't matter what our offense does if we can't figure out pitching. Period. Mm-hmm. You got to pitch in this league. And so a catcher to me has to help my pitching staff. But I'm just saying, I, he told me after I said that, this is so insignificant, you shouldn't even say anything more about it. No words should be uttered. I'm, I'm exaggerating the tweet now. No <laughs> words should be uttered about this signing ever again. And I'm like, okay. For, well, 
I mean, I'll call it out here. I'll call it out here. I don't care. What do I care? People <laughs> hate me anyway. Defense, good. Works well with pitchers. On the cheap for only $5 million. Say what you want about his bat, but you don't fix a lineup with a catcher. That's all I said. Mm-hmm. And I even said, Austin Hedges, okay. I didn't say like, yay. Mm-hmm. This guy says, I love it, being sarcastic. I see him slashing 112, 241, 287. Will cost them dearly at the plate, and then we can flip him for a 23-year-old double-A prospect with no upside. <laughs> I mean, you're just mad. Yeah. And, and I know you're mad because the 23-year-old double-A prospect, I don't really remember that really being a thing. Maybe Jack Swinski, there's upside there. I don't know who else you're talking about. <laughs> so maybe there's a guy out there that you're talking about. But you also quoted 112, 241, 287. I looked it up. Those would be career lows for Austin Hedges. Across the board. He's bad enough. We don't have to make it look worse. We don't have to exaggerate. Right. I don't know. Yeah. There's it's... more than that, too. There was another one where that, was, that wasn't the one. I thought that was the one where the guy told me I should never even say another word about it. <laughs> um, but there was one. Largely inconsequential trade that will have little if any impact on the already woeful 23 pirates, anything else you have to say about it is simply wasting your time. Okay. So I said, number one, it was a signing, not a trade. Yeah. Cause he said largely inconsequential trade. I said, number two, this is a podcast account. It's kind of our thing to say things about it. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Just ignore it. I said, you could argue. <coughs> oh, gee. Woo. <coughs> All right. Yeah, I said you could argue that talking sports is wasting time. <laughs> and baseball, my guy, when you don't know the impact of a catcher, baseball. <laughs> and then I said, number five, yeah, he can't hit. Like, I, I just don't, I don't understand. I, we're like, we had some guys last year on the team who showed signs and glimpses of a decent player. And, and some of these guys are going to be back. And, hey, if they take a step forward, we might be a little better. We might not need to bring in a catcher to fix our offense. Jack Swinsky might actually hit above 230, you know, and he might actually get yeah. over that 20 mark. Maybe. Okay? So there's there's a good hitter there. Here's the thing. You don't know, you but don't. It, there's at least enough there to want to see it. Yeah. Rodolfo Castro, you just mentioned earlier, he could be – a very good player. Yeah. He could be an all-star. Could be. This is all could be's. Major League Baseball is difficult. It is. But but we I feel I, I feel and see that we have these guys that could take that step forward. And if they do, Austin Hedges' bat might not matter. Yeah. I mean, so long as the defense is there, you only paying him five million dollars. Yeah. If the defense is there, I, I, that's where I'm at. I'm just kind of like, okay, well, he's getting at least at least we're getting our money's worth out of it. If his defense is there, we got our money's worth. I just feel I just we didn't feel pay like him to hit. We we're only paying him five million dollars. That's guys, once again, not a lot of money. Yeah. There you got the I feel like we have or a team full of young kids and to say the woeful pirates, the just the, all this just you can't expect them to want to win for you when you mm. talk so badly about them when all they do day in and day out is go out and play 100%. Mm. This turned into something different than I thought it was going Sorry. to. Sorry. No, that's okay. But it I just is... it's, it's hearing a lot of these tweets and Facebook quotes and, and and all this stuff is just it blows my mind. It's like we don't want our team to be good. Yeah. Like, all you're doing is tearing down what these young kids are trying to do. 
everyone starts somewhere in the major leagues. You don't most of the time you don't hit the ground and, and you're a superstar. Yeah, there's like five out of a hundred, right, that are going to show up and make an impact immediately. And 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 it and it, and, it, and there's 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 players out there who show up and make a huge impact right away, and all of a sudden you're like, whatever happened to him? Yeah, whatever happened to Addison Russell? Remember him? Well, yeah, but I, he was good, and then yeah. he fell off. But a yeah, lot he did of times, some things, but <laughs> no, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you get some of these guys that'll hit the ground running, and then they 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 degress instead of progress. And if you struggle early, sometimes it actually pushes you forward. Yeah, and for all of that, for all of that, for all of the guys who you weren't aware of, and I'll, I'm not just last year, Jack Swinsky, us, we thought, okay, he's a guy. Yeah, and then you know Luis Ortiz. How many of us just thought he's just a guy, and maybe he still will be. But what we saw in those what four or five games that he pitched last year, uh, he had like he had a bad outing, right? But mm-hmm. when he first showed up, the first two or three starts, you were kind of like, "Wait a minute, is this guy good?" Yeah. And then you waited and you saw the next one, and you're like, "I think this guy's good." And maybe it never comes back to that. That's unlikely. I mean, if you're able to do it, you're able to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of, you know, you, you, it's still to be seen. But the thing is, is like for all of those guys who you weren't ready for, there's also a Lastings Millage and a Gregory Polanco, mm-hmm. which we saw signs of him. The injuries really got him. You know what I mean? And and I think that when he, by the time he left, I think what you were looking at was a guy who just never made it. Yeah. So, but there's still like you just don't know. You have to see it. We have to see O'Neill Cruz. Um, you know what I mean? We we can't just sell out on O'Neill Cruz. I'm we have to be convinced that he can play shortstop without making 30 errors. Mm-hmm. And that he can have a good approach at the plate. The power's there, it'll be there. When he plays a full season, it's going to I mean, the numbers are gonna start adding up. Mm-hmm. But there's other numbers that we need to be better if he's going to be the guy. Because I I would venture to say he could be the power guy, but you're still going to need a guy. Yeah. You're still going to need a dude to show up and say, this is my team. I'd, I'd, maybe it will be him. That's the thing. We don't know. Right. And yeah, like I said, this is turning into something different because it does feel like we are just running. We're starting a bandwagon here and saying, the listen, the Pirates are still going to struggle in 23. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a great product. It is an interesting product. And I'm here for the ride. A lot of a lot of us fans are here for the ride. And the only thing that you're watching sports for in the first place is hope. If we can have some hope that these guys do well, then it's fun to watch. Maybe not all the time. <laughs> but it can be fun to watch. Yeah. And if you're just complaining about it and you're just being you know, sour about everything that happens because you don't like Bob Nutting, then directed at Bob Nutting. Yeah. Not, I mean, the verdict's still out on Ben Sherrington. The verdict's still out on Derek Shelton. Mm-hmm. Just to run the, just to run the table here. If we get into 24, 25 and we're still doing this dance, then I'm out on Sherrington all the way. Yeah. But until then, I understand the process and I want to give it until then. Right. This year was the first like, Mm, I would have done it different already. <laughs> I would have done it different. I think that we're not aggressive enough. We're not keeping up here. And so this year is the one where I was kind of like, I thought it was going to be different. Yeah. So if next year doesn't change, this is when it starts to be a little more, 
I don't think we got the right guy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Derek Shelton hasn't been given a roster to win yet. Josh Van Meter, who knows? That probably came from from Sherrington. We've talked about that. How many at-bats he got might have came from above him. Yeah. Same with Yoshi. Some of this stuff, what can you do? You're very critical of how he uses a pitching staff. Who does he have to turn to? Who does he have to hang on to? There hasn't been anyone really step up and say, I deserve this. Yeah. Maybe that happens this year. Maybe there's something there. He did let Keller go another inning one time this year. Gave him another inning. He let Bednar pitch another inning one time when Bednar wanted to go, and we complained about it. Yeah. But there are some things that maybe he regretted that. You know what I mean? That He's going to learn. He's also a new manager. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't learn. Maybe then we say, I don't think Shelton's right for the job. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Things have to develop, and then we can make those types of decisions. And we have to we have to allow them to develop. I mean, okay. So, hot take here. We don't. We could complain about it all day. Well, yeah, I mean. But that's not as fun. Here's what I don't <laughs> think. Here's what I don't think. Because I, I don't want this to come off saying, stop being a dumb fan. Stop being a jerk all the time. I actually don't want it to come off that way. And I think that we've we've been leaning that way because we've been getting excited, right? We've been getting excited a little bit and kind of, you do you, mm-hmm. right? But don't come at me and tell me how to do that. Right. And that's why I want to back off that and say, if you want to complain about every single guy the Pirates signed just because the Pirates are the ones who signed him, then go for it. But don't come at me when I say, I like Austin Hedges. Just don't do it. <laughs> and I see a lot of it. And it's not just me. I see a lot of it. It's around, it's around anybody who says anything. You're just looking at it and you say, oh, that number looks good. Let me tweet that. Hey, this number looks good. And then he gets, then you get 10 tweets back at you saying like, he sucks. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. I told you his defensive runs saved were good. You told me he hits 112. I don't understand what the connection is here. <laughs> I was talking about one thing. You come in with something else and tell me that I'm stupid. You know, let's not do that. We're all Pirates fans for whatever reason. Most of us just because we grew up around here. This is what we've always known. A lot of us because that's what our family like. There's some people that don't live in the, you know, Pittsburgh and surrounding areas who maybe say, well, I'm just a Pirates fan because like my dad was and his dad was and they raised me as a Pirates fan. I'm telling you right now, I live in central Ohio right now and I there's a Pirates hat on my kid's head. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he could easily be, grow up to be a Guardians fan or a Reds fan. But like so long as I have a say in this, he's wearing Pirates clothes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like he might grow up to be a Pirates fan just like me. You know, our eight-year-old is. She doesn't care much for sports, but <laughs> but she likes the Pirates. <laughs> you know, I, you do you as a fan, and and I'm not going to, you know, complain at you if you don't complain at me, I guess. Is that fair? Yeah. What do you That's think? That's fair. What do you think? Because I, I, I mean, there's I, two I, opinions here. I, I, I just, I feel like I've already vo- voiced my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean. We let I just, this escalate, right? Yeah. There's just, <laughs> just a lot of hate out there, and I just. There is. It's just. It's not cool, man. I, I don't know. Well, you're, you're, I, I'm, not you're trying to tell you to, I'm not trying to tell you to change your ways. I'm just trying to right. say, like, hey, maybe lighten up a little bit. Well, and your rub was, let's direct it to the right place. Yeah. Let's direct it at the guy who probably deserves it. Yeah. If that's where you're at. However, I think for the Austin Hedges signing, maybe, we just, maybe you just take a look at a signing before you just say, I can't believe you got that guy. Yeah. Because I, I just don't think Austin Hedges is part of the problem. No, I, th- I think that was a decent signing. By the way, I also don't think he's part of the solution. <laughs> can we be right. a middle of the road here? Right, yeah. We I mean, can be middle of the road on some of these things because there is a, boy, I really don't like the offense. The defense is stellar. It's not even just like, well, but he's a good defender. No, no, no. 
He's an excellent This defender. is an excellent defender. There's got to be something for that. And $5 million is probably enough to say he'll be worth his money. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a lot. He'll be worth his money. Roberto Perez, probably not worth his $5 million. I mean, he was, he was hurt. Right, right. But he looked like he was about to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he got hurt. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we're about wrapping it up here. What, uh, we don't have anything else, right? No, I think we've, I think I we've, think covered, we've covered it all. And we did it all here from Swearing and Bats. Yeah. And a lot of fun. Thanks for letting us use the room. I know that there's, you know, things here. And if you're listening and, it, and it's like, man, they hit the table way too many times. <laughs> we also yelled a lot today. So this yeah. was a little bit different. I don't, maybe it's because it's so freaking cold outside. <laughs> it is cold. I'm just so sick of this already. Yeah. And we're not even at Christmas yet. Anyway, this is the last time you will hear from us. Why did we do this on the last time they'll hear from us before Christmas? Here's what we can all do together. We can take a deep breath. Let's just enjoy the holiday. Yeah. And if it bothers you to be on Twitter this week to see that they signed, I'm going to come up with something here. You hate Roberto Perez and they re-signed Roberto Perez. He did just start his winter winter, uh, league stuff. This is what the Pirates are waiting on. If you're wondering why it's taken so long, it's because they've been the Pirates have said, we want to make sure he's healthy. He's mm-hmm. going to play winter ball this year, and we want to see how he does in winter ball. Well, his timetable is now. He's playing winter ball now. So I guess in a couple weeks, we'll see how he's doing in winter ball, and we'll see if they like what they see. If so, I, I got to think he wants to come back. They want him back. I got to think that there's going to be something that that gets worked out if they feel like he's healthy. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be looking for like offensive numbers or anything. I think they're looking <laughs> to see if he's healthy. Right. So his timing's obviously going to be off the plate. Sure, and also maybe they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they don't care. Maybe it's a player. Yeah. Um. And you do need that. So, so somebody will step up, and somebody will will play for this team. And for a team who's projected to win around seventy games ish, we're not holding anything. No. We're not going to say anything yet. I mean, we got to see the rest of this happen and all that. But I say ish. There's a little bit of hope in there. There's a little bit of not hope in there. We don't know. Uh, we were 61. So I like to say a real progression. And I said this last offseason. A real progression is a nine-game improvement. We did not We did not improve by nine games last year. If you hope for a nine-game improvement to 70, that's why I'm starting at 70. That's the only reason. There's no logic there. I haven't thought about this long enough so <laughs> don't come calling out there like he's a fanboy because he says 70 wins which by the way should never be fanboy status <laughs> until you're above 500 yeah that's my opinion uh but anyway um take a deep breath if it bothers you if the pirates bother you then make this the last time that you hear about the pirates this week and enjoy your holiday with your family or your friends or however you enjoy it if you enjoy it by yourself Enjoy it by yourself. I, there's a lot of that in me. Not that I want to spend Christmas alone. Not that I want to be alone. But I got to have my time. So if you're one of the people that you got to have your time, I get some days. This family's going down to Virginia, and and I have to work. So I'm stuck at home, and that's a long time. That's like some days. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. But there will be some days where I'm like, this is what I needed. I needed a recharge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'll probably get tired. It'll probably be like, when are you guys coming home? <laughs> but at the same time, uh, you know, if, if you're somebody who enjoys that recharge, go get recharged, man. Get off of Twitter. If it bothers you, get off of Twitter. Um, you know, do what you want, but enjoy it. This is a good time of year. Stay at home. Don't go driving on snowy roads and that. Um, what do you, are we going to, we're going to talk before. So the, the episode next week that we'll release on Monday, 
we are going to record it. We're not going to take our week off, um, which we 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 kind of wrestled with mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think if the days would have fell differently, I could have seen us saying, "Let's not do one this week." Like if if Christmas is ever in the middle of the week, I think we'll skip it because we record the way we record is most of the time on Sundays, and we're going to record on Christmas Eve next week, mm-hmm. which kind of makes it like whatever to us. But I we I guess and maybe this is more me, but I thought it was important coming on the other side of Christmas that we could get some of you guys to still tune in. And so maybe it's short if nothing happens this week. We don't know. But either way, it's the last time that you guys will hear us before Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you guys. Um, and then I think we have like a Christmas, as far as the YouTube goes, we've got like a Christmas background for next week. So that'll be fun. But um, but do we have to... Do we have to talk about what you're doing for Christmas? Or we'll just wait till next week. We'll wait till next week. We're already over an hour, so that's how I'm going to handle this. Um, what do you What do you got here? We We got Christmas. That's it. Yeah. Next week's show uh, will be recorded before Christmas, but it'll still come out at the same time mm-hmm. on Monday. So hopefully, I can get all this stuff out tonight. I'm going to need you know high speed internet and that, and hopefully we can get all this stuff out tonight and make sure that it's ready for you tomorrow morning and all of that. Um, other than that. I've got nothing else. Um, thanks again to to Mike mm-hmm. and 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 our brother JP who works yep. helps out with Mike here. If you guys were questioning how we got our in on swearing and bats, <laughs> uh, you know he does some stuff with him, mm-hmm. um, and so you know that's always cool to have you know you know somebody kind of get plugged in with him. But thanks for letting us use this room. It's really cool. I'm telling you, dudes, these bats are awesome. We have a nice. lot of really cool stuff here. I don't know if I can pull anything in the light. I know that my headphones are going to fall off. But, um, yeah, let's play our outro, and maybe I'll grab a bat or two. Are we good with that? Let's, yeah. uh, let's close this thing out. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number 2 Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go Bucks.